Welcome to What Should I Watch? A podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. How are you doing today? Um, cold, tired. <laughs> that sounds about right. The weather has changed, hasn't it? Yeah. It feels good, actually. I've been uh, enjoying the colder weather. Yeah, I like cold weather, rain, snow, clouds. Yeah, plus we, we don't ever see that stuff where we live, so it's nice to have it. Yeah. I, uh, I've been watching um, one of the shows that you talked about in your in your podcast um the pop-up mystic pop-up i think it's the american title <clears throat> but uh, i've been really enjoying it and uh i like the characters they're really uh really fun and smart so thank you for that i appreciate it yeah i'm glad um yeah i, I just you know when i first watched that show it was the first episode was sort of like, you know, I had to get over that. <laughs> um, yeah. Because like I said, in the, in the Halloween episode, it's a little bit, it could be like, you know, like slapstick comedy, you know, there are moments like that. And some characters are kind of like really over the top, you know? Right. So, but, you know, once I got over the first episode, it was really good. And, you know, it's not just comedy. It's not just this, you know ghost and dead and uh, dead characters yeah absolutely i mean you can forget that they're ghosts you know because they right. have the same they have the same problems uh but i think you you and Mar mary talked about how uh, the casting was really good and yeah I, I don't i haven't seen the girl i've seen the older guy uh the gui character i've seen him in something before i can't remember what it was but her i don't think i've ever seen before and so i i enjoyed yeah, I think she's good. I think she's good casting for that. So, yeah, yeah, good good choice. Thank you. Oh, yeah, and I'm glad that you were able to connect with me. Um, our work schedule has been a little crazy lately. And, you know, so what is it now? Um, 8.50 a.m. Yeah, it's the a.m. Uh, special. We're I feel, doing I feel like it's... Listeners. A... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morning special, like, and you know, those morning radios, you know, when I watch like, yeah. those morning news and stuff, um, right. those morning news starts at like 4 or 5 a.m. And I think about like how those people go to work at three in the morning, you know. Yeah, it feels like a, it feels like a morning radio show. I mean, right. yeah, I don't see how they do it. I, I used to listen to a radio show when I was growing up. I remember when I w would be up that early you know, to hear them talking, like their voices were a little, you know, they weren't quite awake yet either. <laughs> right. And so it was kind of, it, it puts you in a place like, oh yeah, it's morning. We're still talking about coffee and, you know, getting some breakfast and the sun's just coming up. Yeah. It feels a little bit different, but 
I, I'm happy to talk about uh, Korean TV shows any time of the day. So I'm fine for the morning show. You know, actually speaking of going to work early reminds me of an interview with this Korean news anchor. I know we talked about Korean news and stuff um, when we talked about Misty in episode three. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she does, I can't remember if she was a um, weather person or news, but she said, you know, she'll go to work at like three or even like two in the morning. That's when yeah. she checks in, you know, right. and then she's on her way to work and then she sees people going home from the bar and, you know, <laughs> And it kind of makes her feel good about her work and makes her like proud about herself because she feels like she's um, living a productive life, you know, like, okay, I'm starting my day when some people are finishing off their day, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, I'm definitely more of a morning person. So I definitely feel that way. You know, sometimes when I'm, when I'm going to work, or yeah, she, she feels like, Hey, I'm doing something productive. I'm doing something important. You know, it's, uh, right. this, this work means something and I'm getting a fresh start on it. But yeah, three is a little too early, even for me being a morning person. So I think five is a good time for me. That's about as early as I can go. Well, you know, speaking of work, I have something about work, um, that I want to tell you about today. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah. So today's drama is about a workplace. I, I, uh, that show Missing was probably one of the first ones I ever watched. And uh, wow, it was, it was really cool. It, was, it was, gained a lot of insight into uh, Korean culture too, just about office workers and stuff like that. Is this right. one uh, in an office or what kind of workplace is it? It is. It's in an office, but a little different than Misang. It's it could be like a good comparison to Misang because um, Misang, um, for those of you who haven't watched Misang or don't know about the drama, it's about a new employee. He's in his twenties. It's his first job. Um, he was just lucky enough to make it, and so it's his story getting into Korean work culture and what it's like to work as a new employee and you know he's really um sort of like the last in line kind of employee so you know he's getting a little bit of uh, like he gets bullied a little bit even in among his colleagues so you know it me saying it's about a new employee at a workplace and you know would think about when you were in 20 or if you are in early 20s and you just got your first job you know that's what it's going through that's what me saying is about this show is sort of the opposite okay so this is somebody uh a man in middle age uh who the company wants company wants him to resign and he's not uh, that old i mean he's just you know in the show he's about middle 40-ish um, company wants him to resign. So it's his struggle to survive in a company that's full of young, smart, vibrant new employees. Oh, interesting. And what is the, what's what more is interesting the... is like this, um, the, the background of this show yeah. is an um, supposedly a large, almost like conglomerate, like electronics company. Okay. So it could be like Samsung, Samsung, LG, or you know any of those companies. Okay. What's the uh, what's the normal age that somebody like an office worker 
is starting to think about retirement in Korea? I mean, especially a man, I guess. You know, I mean, 40s. I would say it used to be, you know, like a, a normal, um, like even like late 50s or maybe 60 ish. You know, now they talk about 40s, really, some sometime in 40s. That's crazy. That's that is crazy. And to think about um, it's really hard to get a job in Korea um, because there's a lot of age discrimination. Um, I briefly talked about this in an episode with you when we talked about I'll find you on a beautiful day. Um, right. Koreans gather together by their age. You know, it's not, you know, for example, you're a good friend with your neighbor who's like 60 year old grandma. You don't necessarily call that person friends, no matter how close you are. You just yeah. say my neighbor, grandma, you know, it's just right. like, age yeah. is a big gotcha. thing in Korean culture. So uh-huh. <laughs> um, when you apply for a job, you know, um, I don't think I'll get a job in Korea, especially as a woman. Um, okay. So here's how the story goes. And it's a little long, um, <laughs> but I feel like I have to explain a little more in details ahead of all the other, before we go into the other details, because the characters are really great in this show. Um, you know, we talked about Mystic Pop-Up. That's the kind of show that story is more, it's more like a um, story driven. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, this is definitely about each character. Character and they're driven. So driven. real. Yes. And they're, the, the, how these shows, you know, there are a lot of small and big TV shows in Korea. It's about workplace and what happens at your work. You know, some are a little bit more, um, you know, unrealistic. Some are, you know, a little bit added with a little bit more fantasy this is like, you know, the dialogues and even the positions of each character, everything was just so real. So I feel like I have to go into a little bit more of a detail of each character. So, okay, I'm ready. The drama is set in a small town where a big conglomerate, Hanmyung's electronics department, is located. Banseok Che, or in Korean way. Che Pansok is an engineer working for this electronics for more than 20 years, and he participated in the development of several major products of the company. Although he usually looks like an ordinary man who is calm and only focused on his job, he doesn't shy away from speaking up when he needs to. His ability as a hardware developer is quite outstanding. He has 72 patent applications, and he was not subject to layoffs at the Jinha divisions where he used to be at. Rather, other divisions had scouted him as a leader. Not long after moving from the Jinha division to the Changin division, he quickly solved the main chip problem, which no one was able to solve for about a month and his project proposals have always been passed without much opposition. But he's still improving himself by attending a coding academy after work to become a better software developer and to keep up with the trend in IT. But things have become financially difficult as his wife died of a chronic disease and his apartment landlord is asking for more money. Additionally, he's supporting his teenage daughter and an aging mother of his own. So, 
That was our main guy, Mr. Che. And here's a woman of a career, Jayong Dang, or Dang Jayong in Korean way. She's a head of HR department. She used to work at the Hanmyeong's HR department at their headquarters in Seoul, but moved to Changin City due to some pro- promotion deal with her boss. She seems to lead Changin's HR team well, but the actual purpose of her appointment to the Changin division was for massive layoffs for the company's restructuring. So she makes many risky and drastic changes to the division, such as implementing work evaluation scores and job performance tests. It's not that she's actually a bad person. She's just hung up on promotion and career advancement. Lastly, here is Han Sehwon, Mr. Han, the leader of a development team. He seems to have a basic job skill, but he's a pretty shady person. He constantly lies to be recognized or bring down others. He even steals a colleague's new product idea as if it's his own. But all his shitty behaviors come from his self-esteem issue. He acts like a young, successful leader, but really he's timid and pathetic. In the beginning of the drama, Panzak is conned by the cunning team leader Mr. Han because Mr. Han felt threatened by Panzak's years of experience and achievement. So he didn't want to have a team member, somebody under him, who's older and more experienced than he is. And when Segwan finds out that HR department needs to fill a manager position, he forces Panzak to transfer there with his authority. But when Ms. Tang, the woman of a career from Seoul, arrives with a secret mission of a big layoffs project, she doesn't like having Panzok, who has been a hardware developer for 22 years and knows nothing about HR work. Naturally, Panzok becomes Dong's first target to lay off, and she asks him to resign for an exchange of a small retirement pay. But Mr. Choi, Panzok, refuses, not just because his money is tight, but because Banzok has accomplished so much at this company since his 20s, and he feels that he can't just walk away. But what does he know about HR work, especially as an HR manager? So, Dang Mistang gives him an assignment which is called sort of one complaint a day. It's basically that Banzok would sit down with any employee and listen to their stress or difficult situation related to work, write a report, and submit to Ms. Tang. Well, just like our work life, there's never one bad day or one climax. Every day feels like another battleground. So it's pretty much the same in the drama. But one of the important climaxes in this drama is when Miss Tang is on the verge of getting fired when all she's been doing is firing people for the company. Okay. So she, the HR person, is going to have problems of her own trying to keep her job at some point. 
a little bit, yes, yeah, several episodes in. So she she's doing great. Um, you know, she's very professional. She's uh, now HR director of this division. And, you know, nobody knows it because nobody's supposed to know. But she's right. really there to fire everyone. And she's just doing her job, basically. Right. And she was, you know, from her boss in Seoul headquarters. Um, you know, it's basically a deal. They told her, you know, just go fire a bunch of people for restructuring the company. And once you complete that, you come back to Seoul, you get a big promotion that was exchanged. Wow. So, you know, she's just doing her job and she's not a bad person. She's, and right. in fact, she's very smart and she's very professional. And, you know, she looks like the kind of employee that any company would want. Did, did, uh, did they have problems with her that they wanted to give her this task and then fire her after she completes it? Or is that not to be revealed? Yeah, I can't go into that detail. And <laughs> yeah, that scene is, uh, you know, remember what I mentioned kimchi slap in our very first episode? Like, yeah. So it's not quite up to the level of kimchi slap, but there's something big happening. It's okay. super dramatic. And, and, I feel like people outside of Asian culture might find it like, you know, unrealistic, but it does happen in, yeah. I think in Asian culture. So there's some dramatic scene involving her and her boss. Um, okay. So I can't reveal what's happening to her, but she basically faces um, what she's been doing. So she's about to get fired. So listening to you talk about the main character, you know, someone in his 40s who has been working for 20 years or over 20 years in the same company and has done a lot for the company. Uh, I'm really curious as to who the actor is who plays uh, this character, because I'm picturing certain people. And um, is, it, is there anyone I would have seen him in before or was he in I, something that was popular? No, I don't think so. And, okay. you know, I have to tell you that. You know, just because he's about to get fired, he's asked to be, uh, he asked, he's asked to resign. Doesn't mean he's old. He's not somebody like, doesn't look like grandpa. He's right. You know, he's in his mid forties ish. So he's, he's, you know, he's a middle-aged man. That's it. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's an Asian feature. He looks pretty young. <laughs> Plus, right. I mean, mine or minus, you know, he's an IT guy just cooped up in his, lap and doing his you know um, right. lap work and so he looks a little tired and he looks like a typical it guy but you know he's, he's not in his 60s he doesn't have any gray hair he's still young you know he's been working here specifically they say 22 years so this is his 23rd years and he's asked to resign and you know, there are all these new employees that's coming in and you know if you work in it industry it field you would understand probably better because it's I'm, I'm sure all work is like that but especially in it it's constant learning process you know just right. because you you're a manager it. yeah you gotta keep your update keep yourself updated with a mm -hmm. new idea new concept new technology keeps coming in so you have to constantly educate yourself and constantly compete with the new employees new you know your associates and your team members you know, that's just hired. So that's sort of what his, um, this main character is facing in the drama. 
and he's asked to resign. So what's his choice? He can, you know, just kind of like stay on as long as he can, or he can improve himself or which he's already doing, you know, before he was asked to resign, he's been going to this coding camp after work right. at night right. and he's been teaching himself because he's mainly a hardware person. So he's trying to be a software person also. So, you know, it's his constant struggle and, you know, here, here he is, he's fighting the company to stay on. So yeah, instead of it being a newbie, he's an old G he's been there for a long time. He's seen it all. And, and he's going to fight for his job, huh? You know, there's really great scene um, sort of in the beginning of this um, drama in the uh, first some episodes uh, because he and his colleagues, you know, people who came to the company around the same time, they're all about his age, somewhere in the mid to late 40s. And they all went to sort of like a local um, tech college. Hmm. And, you know, they all work in different departments in the company and they're like during lunchtime, they all sit together and they're eating and they're uh, looking at the group of new employees, just, you know, some distance away and getting coffee and, you know, and they're laughing and having a good time during lunch break. <laughs> and, um, they make um, a sort of joke like, you know, hey, I heard you um, have a good reputation as a, you know, the best boss in the company. Like, how come you're not eating lunch with your, you know, team members, you know? And it's like, oh, that's a different story. They they'll never want to eat lunch with me, you know? And then yeah. they said something like, you know, I mean, plus who would want to hang out with me? You know, I'm just, you know, now look at them. Like those kids, half of them are from Sky, which is acronym for three best universities in Korea. It's Seoul National University, Korea, yeah. and Yonsei. So, you know, here here they are. They're like in their mid to late 40s and they achieved a lot and they're at a certain position in the company and they were able to become that person because the company back then, 20 years ago, was not as big, but now it's a giant corporation in Korea. So people who apply to this company, who people who become an employee, they're all from like, you know, great educational background and maybe, you know, like Yeah, they're the best of the best. Right, exactly. So, you know, it kind of makes me think about like yeah, this th that sounds very real because when I think right. about you know how fast Korea has grown as a country and backed by the financial growth and basically means, you know, a lot of Korean companies growth in the past 20, 30 years, you know? Yeah. I think that, you know, the companies obviously when they get big like that, you know, they can, they can afford to recruit the best people. Yeah. Especially yeah. uh text, like you talked about tech, you know, you think about like Facebook or Google when they were first starting out, they probably were just like any intern that would be willing to work and code <laughs> for hours you know, right. they would hire them, but then, then it became like, oh, this is where I want to work. This is cutting edge and I can get a lot accomplished. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, also the opposite happens in this drama. So basically now let's say, you know, there's, there's Samsung and they have engineers or developers getting paid, you know, tens of millions of dollars per year. And, 
this is really happening. So they're trying to stop their employees being scouted out of to different companies, their competitors, mm. especially the competitors were just starting out. Um, Korea actually had this problem for many, many years. And they actually talked about it in this show. So, you know, some of Pansok, uh, Mr. Choi's um, colleagues, they know their time is going to be up soon. And here's a company, you know, they're a little bit lesser known company and maybe they'll be like, a, you know, a startup or a venture company and they want to scout this person as a, like a board member or, you know, advisor, tech mm. advisor or something like that. Right. Somebody so with wanna, experience. Exactly. So they want to scout them out. So, you know, as somebody who knows their time's up soon, like it will be like sooner or later, maybe another year or so if you're lucky. And you get this offer, but the offer comes with a bait. Like you have to take the skill, like the core skill, core information out the out of the company. You're basically becoming an industrial spy. So, mm, so, so they just get information, or they take the ideas that they had that they use within the company, right? And they move to a different company. Uh, okay, so if they had a product that they worked on for years, they would know it in and out, and then they exactly. would basically. Okay, just start another company as as a competitor. I got you. Right. So it is a real problem in Korea, and I'm sure in a lot of companies, um, not exclusively to IT, you know. So that's also in the trauma. Hmm. You know, I was thinking about another industry where you said the workers constantly have to, you know, be educating themselves to remain basically uh relevant right so that they can keep doing the things that they're doing otherwise they're not gonna you know they're not gonna be contributing i was thinking about like medicine like doctors right. you know they kind of right. have, oh, have to learn new procedures and everything and you, you see these aging doctors that you know just aren't up to speed on regular like new things that are happening especially with technology changing right yeah do you think like that? Too... Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, do you think? Do you think that when you're working for a company, like, do you think that you can anticipate that happening in your life that you will be inadequate, or do you feel I like that's just personally? something that happens? Maybe, maybe not you personally, but maybe, yeah. Do you feel like he would have thought about this? as something that would happen like does he is he can he believe where he is or is he pretty aware of like you know what he has to do and what his life has become yeah um i mean in fact in the beginning he gets a call from a you know this small sort of venture company and they want to scout him to the company and he gives him a thought and he knows his colleagues who's pretty much you know forced to resign um but this colleague is still in his, you know, late forties, early fifties. So he actually gives a chance to his colleagues, uh, because also his colleagues' um, children are still in high school, and he still has lots of bills mm. to pay and everything, you know. And okay, in a way, he does that because he feels like, okay, I'm still young-ish, and you know, I still have some years left. He's a little bit, you know, he has a couple years on me, so. And you can tell he's a he has a good heart, right? Um, but you know he's not like nice character. 
Like he doesn't, the words that come out of his mouth or, you know, like nothing he does, like, you know, is super heartwarming or nice and kind. <laughs> he definitely doesn't come off, you know, if everything he says is like very direct and straightforward, sort of gotcha. like, almost like a cold, like, okay. you know, like, have you had that kind of person? Like, okay, whatever he's saying, she's saying is not incorrect, but I don't like the way you talk, you know, that's sort of how right. he is seen in the drama. And yeah, I can... The the tone and delivery right the the misconceptions especially, yeah especially have. in korean culture because korean the way the koreans have conversations like you're not it's very right. good to say anything <laughs> any facts or anything in direct anything directly right um, it's just the way the korean culture um is like how you have conversation but he's like super direct and he he almost like he doesn't have any filters you know huh interesting he's like did I say anything wrong? No, it's the truth. I'm just saying what's true. You know, that's how he is. Right. Um, and that's a little different than what most Koreans are used to, I guess. huh? Right. Especially work culture, especially right. to boss, especially to HR. Um, right. Interesting. And, you know, when I think about it, like, you know, I have my family members who work in the industry, like IT person. And, you know, so I can see how this is not a fictional characters because, and if you're listening and you're you work in IT, I'm sure you find it um, relatable because, you know, people work in IT, <laughs> they have certain characteristic, and I'm I'm not trying to make fun of fun of the those people or um you know look down upon them, it's just you know they're so um they're just so nerdy, it's almost like they, it's the polar opposite of you know, the kind of like a narcissist or something stereotype real estate agent you know they're real estate agents when you think about them they're so flawless and you know such a good conversation starters and you know right uh, awesome social skills and everything and i feel like the it people are the polar opposite you know the show like um it crowd the you yeah uh, british show yeah <laughs> I, I love that show, but I, I think it's very true in a lot of different cultures, you know, something about IT <laughs> and, um, you know, just tech people, um, engineers, you know, that's right. Just, so, you know, this person, our man, Mr. Choi, it's not that he's rude or he's a bad person. Like he just says things because he feels like he has to say the truth. And right. There's not a uh, need to, uh, be nice or be proper it's just like hey this is this is direct i mean that's the word for it being direct right. the, the issue with tone and delivery with that is that you know you create a perception around yourself so when when people when they hear you talk like that you know the perception can be that this person is mean or whatever but really like you said he's he's got a good heart so that sometimes can be overlooked because of how our tone and delivery, you know, represents us. Right. Um, and I have to mention that the really great thing about this drama is that the story kind of centers around the products that we actually use. Uh, for example, um, there are two development teams and they kind of compete with each other about one team has a 
cordless vacuum and one team is a robot vacuum. Okay, nice. So you kind of, you know, it's you don't have to know in it in and out of the products. You know, you just get to learn, you know, how shady um, Mr. Han character is because he kind of, you know, does something to these products, like developing products. Okay. And, but, you know, you get to see like, oh, this is how, you know, if you're not an IT person, especially, you get to see how these products are being developed, you know, really starts from submitting an idea and they have a meeting and, you know, talk about the ups and downs of, you know, possible outcomes of, you know, developing these products. And then, um, you know, and then there's a design team and there's actually a really great character from the design team who has some romantic stuff. It's more of a fling um, <laughs> with Mr. Han, the shady character. So, oh, okay. um, so there's a product team gets involved and product team always has an issues with the actual engineers because engineers want to have certain functions and, you know, however they envision this product in the beginning. And then the product design team will say something, you know, so there's some back and conflict. Forth. Yeah. Well, maybe conflict or maybe, you know, agreements or, but, you know, that's something that we don't always think about, you know, so there's product design team involved and you actually start designing or um, developing the product and and then once your product is done there's also a period of time that you have to test it and then within the right. company goes through quality assurance and then you know and while you're doing it while you're de developing the product um, there's this uh, purchasing acquisition so they have to okay. make sure you know how much you're actually spending to develop this product and for example right. you need you know um, you need certain parts and then the, you know, this purchasing department would, you know, buy the products. It's not just, you know, oh, I need this part for $5 and they're not just going to go out and get $5 product and uh, parts and bring it back, you know, because you go through months of developing period. So you need to have many parts and. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's cool. It sounds cool. Cause it's, uh, you know, it's stuff we actually use. Like, right, right. I mean, in fact, uh, I I bought a robot vacuum a couple of years ago, um, <laughs> and I think about I mean, every time I use it, I think about how they um would develop this. You know, how they know where this vacuum is going to go, where this you know, <laughs> right, like when it hits a you know obstacle, how it's going to act, or whether it's going to suck up whatever debris, and how it determines like okay i this is a big enough or a small or you know right every time i use it i think about how they came up with the idea like how what they went through yeah spending months and months and years on this one thing that you now have in your house right yeah it's kind of crazy to think about that how much went into a product like that yeah so it's really interesting um to learn about the culture you know it's a little different than i feel like it's a little different than other company other field of work so why did he um why did he have to go to hr so that's a little bit of uh, um spoiler spoiler but maybe okay, i can no just worries. say it so the reason um he has to go to hr is um He's kind of conned by Mr. Han. Oh, okay. 
Um, and it it's in the first couple of episodes and really shows how shady this Mr. Han character is. He's young, gotcha. but he's super insecure. So he'll do anything to make himself look good. And he knows he's not going to be able to survive at this division because of Mr. Choi. And Mr. Choi has years of experience. He has so many patent applications. Uh, everybody understands how great he is. So he feels threatened. So he does something shady to a product that Mr. Choi was developing. So oh. company was like, okay, so you were sort of on the list of resignation, forced resignation, but you really messed this up. So, you know, and while company was sort of like, okay, looking at Mr. Choi differently, Mr. Han is like, well, you know, I heard there's an opening at HR. So I'm just going to send you down there and HR can deal with you. Wow. That sucks. But, you know, it's great. I think that that setup really shows the characters really well because it shows how shady Mr. Han character is. Right. He's young. He's successful-ish and super shady, super insecure. You know, he's not like one of those Korean characters, young, successful, looks glamorous. Like he... Every little like behavior, he's a really great actor. He actually won best supporting actor from this role. Oh, cool! Um, that year, last year, because he, the his tiniest gesture that he shows that how insecure he makes choices because he feels threatened. He has self esteem issue, um, you know. So he does certain thing to Mister Choi, but Mister Choi, he's he's actually the most successful experienced person in this company but he looks super casual um and he doesn't do anything that makes himself look stand out um he's just like you know living his daily life goes to work does what he likes to do um and he comes home he has an aging mother and he has a middle school daughter but everything he says is like super direct he doesn't he doesn't say anything like nice comforting you know like even to his colleague oh you're a great person don't worry about it. you know it, there's nothing like that he says no fluff <laughs> he just quiet does his work if we need to talk he just says whatever that needs to be said um so he goes to hr and then you know this new person miss miss dong uh the new hr director she's like she wants to sit down with him and she literally tells him look it's gonna be painful for both of us to work together. Um, obviously, for me, it will be difficult. But for you, you know, nothing about HR work. You are a great engineer. I give you that. But, you know, here's a big sum of money for you to retire. Why don't you take the money? You know, with your experience, I'm sure you can find work at different, a lot of companies. Um, you know, it'll be great. You know, it'll be good for you. And he, he says, he literally says, you know, whether I am at a development com development team with Mr. Han or with you suffering and HR learning new type of work, I'm getting paid the same amount. So why <laughs> should I take the money, leave the job that I've contributed for 22 years? I'm just going to be here. Teach me new work. I'll learn, <laughs> you know? Right. So that's cool too, to see how he'll tackle HR versus someone who's like in HR. Because he'll he'll take it from a little bit different 
you know, perspective. Exactly. Plus some, somebody that's direct is, is probably pretty, maybe pretty good. Maybe he's got a knack for it, you know? You know, also it's a, um, in hindsight, it's a good choice for HR department. Because <laughs> right. He's been at the company for so many years and all right. of the, uh, a lot of the colleagues are, he's friends and, you know, all right. the, you know, new employees or younger employees, they can look up to him. So, you know, when you think about HR, um, you know, it's not the, it's not the place you want to go to, you know, you don't really go to HR for a good cause, not as much. Yeah. For a good reason. So, you know, having this guy, like somebody like she says, and Mr. Miss Dong says it in the drama. She's like, you know, you should be the guy that kind of like, you know, older brother off work, going home and call you up and have a little, you know, have glass of soju together. And right. you be that kind of guy. And you know what he says to Miss Dong? My older brother doesn't even do that. Why would anyone do that to me? <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. But in like I said, in hindsight, it was a really great choice for the company and for HR um, to have him in the department. You know, over the years working for different companies, you start to see how how much of an impact HR has or I have seen that, I guess, uh, you know, you, you can almost say that HR can basically run a company. Right. If you, if you let them, you know, there's executives that have oversight, but really when it comes down to it, you have to have HR and it has to be a big piece of your puzzle. Yeah. So yeah, having someone that's experienced and, and yeah, that, that, you know, it also could have more power. That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, the story probably doesn't go in that direction, but, that's what I was thinking No, it about. does. It actually does. So I oh, feel okay. like the story is really great because it shows the, you know, when you think about HR, people from like business management or, you know, sort of like degree with business background would work in. Um, and that's polar opposite to um, engineers, you know, software, yeah. hardware developers. So I think it's a really great setup to show this two contrasting characters. Um, and in a way, you know, it makes me, because I think there are some Korean dramas that set in workplace, but there was nothing about HR. And Okay, right. I don't know, like aside from Korean dr- dramas, I don't, I can't think of um, anything that really illustrates what goes inside the HR department. Um you know what no, I mean to... I've I've seen them as like secondary characters that right. come in to handle a situation but yeah you're right there's nothing like behind the scenes of what HR does yeah right and you know this Miss Dong character because she gets an order from the Seoul headquarters right. her boss and she has to make a decision you know for example like okay I have I have to let go 120 people you know, which is basically 20%, like, how do I do that, you know, and then she has to right. make decisions, and she's looking at all these resumes, and somebody has some personal notes about each employee, and, you know, she, I mean, it really goes into detail of what HR department does, and what it means, and, and you know, it kind of makes you think, um, and, you know, it shows that, you know, aside from what they do, they're not always bad people, yeah, I think uh, that's a good point about, I mean, even even if you haven't seen it on a Korean show, I mean, that's a great setup for any show, 
because there's so many possible scenarios you can dive into, you know? Right. I mean, basically HR is, they just solve a lot of problems, you know, right. or they do, de- they're dealing with problems all day. That's all they do. I was thinking about that movie. Did you ever see that movie up, up in the air? No. Up in the air. Is that what it's called? It was uh, like George Clooney and right. um, Anna Kendrick. That's right. Basically, their job was to fire people. Oh. And, and so George Clooney would fly around to different uh, companies and like basically lay people off or, or fire them. And then they hired this young girl to come and like help and be with him. So he was kind of retiring and she was kind of a young new person coming in and she had developed a software to fire people like through the internet (laughs) so that you wouldn't have to do it face to face and it would be more efficient. Um, That was her idea. So, you know, the big corporate people were like, Oh yeah, let's give her a shot, you know? And, but George Clooney, he'd been doing this for years and he's like, no, you kind of have to do this in person, you know? So he was kind of showing her the ropes, but she was also, kind of showing that you know hey there's room for innovative things just an odd storyline you know like we don't think about those kinds of stories or normally that also kind of um makes me think about this one character in this in this drama um because you know it's a contrast between george clooney like who's been doing the job and then this character has new idea of doing things there's right. a character um in the show who's a um a team member of Mr. Choi and later becomes a team member of also Mr. Han, the shady character. Oh, okay. And he's like um he's like a basically a genius and he's like a perfect man. He's he knows everything and you know, he does everything perfectly. And when Miss Dong came up with the this you know, absurd idea of taking a test, you know, literally all employees has to go into the room and take a test. So Mr. Dong can like, you know, have certain like score based off, you know, to fire people. Yeah. Um, she, uh, this character, uh, he gets perfect score, perfect hundred <laughs> score, you know, but also he's young. He's like super young and he's like a very typical IT guy. And so this is supposedly like his fifth job or something like that. Oh, wow. And that's very rare, even in um, Korean IT world, because Koreans, um, it's hard in Korean work, work culture to move around between um, companies. They don't look at it in a good way. Right. Um, so, you know, but he, that kind of shows how versatile, how talented, yeah, how talented, talented. he is. Um, so, yeah, his name is Shin Han Su, and he's like a, this young guy. And Mr. Choi actually um, runs into him at a coding academy after coding academy. So he goes to a cafe and he's trying to like revisit what he learned that day. Yeah, and he missed this Mr. Shin at a cafe, and Shin's doing his own work, kind of like his passion project kind of thing. So yeah. this old guy, Mr. Choi, I mean, he's not so old, but. He asked this like a young kid kind of guy and like, hey, so I'm learning this and, you know, can you teach me, you know, like, so, you know, they sort of become like off work, buddy-ish, you know, but this young kid is like, he's very much like, I th- I feel like he's a good character shows what young Korean, um, what they have to deal with, are like, no, what people are like nowadays, you know, oh, like okay. older gotcha. generation, they're like, okay, I have to kind of 
kill my ego. I have to like, you know, kind of do whatever the company asks me and okay, it's work, you know, I don't have my personal life, but this guy talks about work-life balance. Gotcha. So he's like, okay, if this company asks me to stay until whatever o'clock, I'm going home and I'm going to start looking for another company. Okay. So that's why he has so many jobs on his resume. Cause he's looking for something that, you know, cause he has more value, I guess he realizes that he's worth more than, than a big company, I guess. Right. And he, he is capable of moving around um, to different companies because all those, because companies, he's so good. Yeah. And the companies want him, still want him. Yeah. That's great. Supply and demand, man. And, that's good. You know, I feel like this his character is great in this show because it really shows the young Korean um, culture, young um, workers' cu- culture. Yeah, the mentality. Yeah, they they don't have that sort of like okay, work is my life, work is my god, and life, and right and to you know obey the work, and you know it's not like that anymore. Or so I heard, and I think he really reflects that culture. Yeah, I guess it'll keep taking a few more generations for that to filter out. Right, right. And kind of same thing, um, it shows how, you know, like, I know sexual harassment and, you know, that sort of issue is a really big in American company. And, you know, I had to take some, you know, hours of, mandatory workshop about that and mm-hmm, yeah and you know it's it, it it's always been an issue in korea and they try to like address that issue but you know there's always difference between what you educate your employee what company trying to do and what actually happens yeah um, but i think you know now korea is at a place that you know when the issue arises they're actually facing the issue they're trying to punish the you know, employee who caused the issue. So right. that's happening in the show. There's, you know, this researcher, like a developer uh, woman and her senior boss is sort of like, you know, there's nothing really physical. He would just say things like, oh, you know, you look exceptionally beautiful today, you know, or like right. he kind of like he's on the borderline sort of like, you know, Maybe you should go find somebody who marry you before you, you know, look lesser of how you look today, <laughs> you know, so, something like that, you know. I mean, it's nothing super sexual or anything like direct, but all of that kind of gets you into trouble. And in the yeah. past, that's always kind of regarded as, uh, you know, again, this is an age thing in Korean culture. You know, somebody who's older, give you a piece of advice, you know, you're younger, so you just have to kind of like, you know, listen yeah, you have to or take ignore it. like yeah. whatever you want to do, but you can't really raise your voice against it. But now you can actually, you know, submit a complaint as a, you know, sexual harassment. So that kind of uh, arises in the show, in this show. So you feel like the younger generation is bringing this out? Oh, yeah, of course. And I think the show did really great um, showing the struggle for the, you know, the middle-aged um, work culture, middle-aged employees, what they're facing. And um, also at the same time, what the younger generation, how their work culture, um, their mindset is changing. What's the name of the show? I just realized I haven't mentioned the name of the show. Yeah. 
So the show is called On the Verge of Insanity. Oh, wow. On the Verge of Insanity. That's the title? Yeah. Is that the Korean title? What's the Korean title? So the literal translation of Korean title is actually um, um, more like unless you've gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. I like that. On the verge of insanity. Which is, or yeah, I, I, I can see how crazy. it can be translated into on the verge of insanity. Um, it's more, it sounds more like an, an idiom in the English language, which it it seems maybe what they're trying to go for. Right. And um, I think it's a great title. It makes me think about, you know, because it's the show really illustrates how crazy it is to just uh, work in Korean company. And, yeah. you know, for a brief period here in the U.S., I worked for a Korean company. Um, it's a U.S. branch of a big Korean corporate that's in the uh -huh. U.S. Um, cool. So I worked there for a brief period, and um, it was really great for me to work with Koreans. Um, yeah. But I don't think that was my best work experience. Right. And I just feel like, um, and I've seen my cousins um, who live and work in Korea and work for a giant Korean corporate. You know, it's, you have to be a little crazy. You have to be a little insane to work there and survive. <laughs> I don't think you yeah. can survive that Korean work culture um, <laughs> when you're like, you know, normal as a, as a normal person's mindset. You know, something you said earlier about how uh, people, when people watch Korean dramas, they think, oh, maybe they're just exaggerating. But like, I think, I feel like that happens a lot when I'm watching just situations that create, like they'll get in, especially with what you're talking about with work. It's like, I'm like, dude, I would never do that. Or that right. would never happen like in America, you know? Right. At first I thought, oh, it's just drama, like you said, but then after seeing those same kinds of situations and like repeated and learning more about the culture over the years, I realized that, yeah, like it is, it is crazy. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, how I would handle the, a lot of those situations. Yeah. You know, I mean, cor correctly I... and like trying to, you know, make sure you're doing it the right way with etiquette, but then also the stuff you have to do, you have to go out to dinner every night. If your boss does, <laughs> you have to drink every night. If your boss does, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm too much of a, like come home and need my rest and private time, you know, right. and like all the social things that you have to do. It's, it's a lot. It really is, right. man. I mean, I, I heard that that's sort of, you know, after work, you know, everybody, you, you know, mandatory dinner and drink and all that, like that culture is changing a lot now. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, a lot of stuff you see in the Korean drama, not not just the work, uh, a lot of stuff you see in the Korean drama is not that exaggerated because I think the Koreans in general don't have high threshold for exaggeration. If they want to see exaggeration of anything, they would just watch any like sci-fi fantasy shows. <laughs> right. Um, so if any shows, you know, popular and done well, everything in the drama, however much exaggerated it looks it's all real yeah i think so too i think the only time it's not is they're good about sort of going over the top with it 
Right, right. Then you can tell, like, oh, you yeah, can tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's it's a certain kind of humor that's very pronounced. Like, oh, exactly. okay, yeah, yeah. They They're, actually make it like make a funnier, like you know, there's a certain nuance to it. Yeah, exactly. But otherwise, it's not exaggerated. Just because because otherwise the show would not do well. Like Koreans are very sensitive about like um anything being exaggerated or faked out. So. Well, it sounds But, interesting. Sounds you know, like an interesting show. And here's a little fun part. So, the Miss Tang, the HR director, yeah, was actually married to Mr. Han. Mr. Han. Oh wow. The shady character. So they were um, couples at the same. Does anyone company. know about it? Um. Later, later, Mr. Choi figures out. Ah, they so they're divorced. Yeah, so they were um they were couples, but obviously Mr. Choi, uh, sorry, Mr. Han, was a lot younger than the yeah. HR director, even at the time of marriage and divorce. So you know something comes with the age, and I'm sure something comes with his shade character. So they they are divorced. So when they both meet at this division, the small town, division, yeah, the branch in the small town, yeah, they figure out oh. That's where he is, or she is, you know. Right. And it kind of becomes advantage for Mr. Choi because when Mr. Han does something shady to Mr. Choi, uh, and Mr. Choi has this awesome plan to reveal Mr. Han's shady plan, people were like, "Really? Would he do that? To really? That's a little extreme." But Mr. Miss Tang knows how shady he can be, and he would—he's the kind of person that would actually do that. Right, so, so she knows him best. Right, so it becomes, um, you know, the fact that they are they were married and divorced, um, sort of become advantage for Mister Choi. Huh. Well, that's a nice twist. And also in in yeah in other situations too. Well, I'm really looking forward to watching it. It sounds like it's pretty fulfilling and it tackles a lot of, you know, interesting issues. Yeah. Well, also, I just feel like um, I want to add on to what we were just talking. You know, um, it just you know people are forced to resign because it's extremely competitive culture. Um, yeah. And you know, just to give you some, throw out some numbers, throw some numbers for you. Um, the South Korea. You know, I said in the one of the episodes I mentioned, like it's the size of Indiana, but it's thirty eight thousand seven hundred square miles, and there are almost fifty two million people living there. Yeah. So you can see the population density is really high. Yeah, obviously. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fifty two million people living in the size of Indiana or Mississippi, some somewhere like that. It's it's extremely high. Um, that's why COVID was a big concern in Korea, which is why they still have some restriction when all the other countries are pretty much you know over the COVID now. Yeah, and naturally, that's why um, the country has a really competitive nature. You know, they're you know aside from. older generations and some of the really young generation you know you just have to survive <laughs> yeah it's, it's what you have to do 
you got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah. Well, I think too, especially in soul, you know, soul is like the microcosm. I mean, you can talk about 52 million people in, in Korea, but then if you look at soul, that density is even, even probably greater proportionally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Obviously all that competition and the way that the Korea's culture is, creates a lot of very intelligent, efficient people as well and an efficient culture, which is a good byproduct to have, but very difficult, uh, you know, quality of life, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's why our, our man, Mr. Choi is facing resignation, but he's surviving. And as I can um like i said he's very skilled experienced um valuable employee really the company doesn't recognize um and i i think company does recognize that which is why he survived a couple of big layoffs but you know he he just proves who he is and that's a great arc of the story Oh, I want to see him win. I like it. <laughs> you know, I have to mention this character, the actor that plays Mr. Choi. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really do TV shows. Okay. He's um he's a great actor. Mo movie um, guy. He's a movie guy. Um, and he's just just really great actor. So when you see him, um, you don't feel like you're watching something you feel like you're watching documentary mm, interesting like, like he he's the character itself like that's right. how good he is and okay. <laughs> when you look at him like so he's playing a guy in like a mid to late 40s he's a you know the electronics guy all his life he went to a tech college that's just what he does you know he's a hardware guy so the certain things he's wearing, like, you know, it, it, this will be funny or very relatable if you're an IT person. Um, just, you know, some loose cocky pants, whatever, jeans, you know, nothing fashionable. It's just, it's a pants, you know, it's just, right. as long as you have a pair of pants, that's it. So he just wears whatever pants and sometimes wears um different color, but it's just, you know, casual button down some t-shirt kind of just a level up from t-shirt <laughs> and he has some kind of longish uh, hair he tried to keep it kind of nice and tight but he he needs to go see a barber really gotcha and so he's he, a bit disheveled i mean yeah but it's it's a little there's a little difference than you know disheveled and you know, somebody who just doesn't care. Right. I don't know. It's it's really hard to explain, but I think if you're listening to this and if you work in the IT, IT world, you understand. Like, it's not like somebody looks messy or disheveled. It's just, you look at the person like, oh, he's probably an IT guy. <laughs> um, And also the way he talks, like I said, you know, it's not that he's mean, he just lacks a little bit of social skill be because he's always in the lab. He's always does just right. you know, doing his project, you know? So the way he talks, the way he walks, I mean, the way he plays this character is really just amazing.
Well, and I also have to mention that the um, Miss Miss Tang character, um, her real name is Moon Sori, or Sori Moon in in American way. So she's actually a really big casting in this show because. She um she's also a phenomenal actress. She does both TV and movies, but she does more movies. She's actually one of my favorite, and she was in this oh, really? Korean movie. Yeah, and she was in Korean movie called Oasis, and that was released in two thousand two. Wow, that was almost twenty years ago already. Yeah, I feel old. <laughs> um, and she won Venice Film Festivals. Um, new actor award from this. Oh, movie. cool! Yeah. So she's pretty big. Oh yeah, she's big. So she won international film festivals with her movies, including Venice. And you know, I mean, she's a great actress. So so she... two of two of the main actors are more movies than TV. Right. Interesting. So that's actually why you know I wanted to watch this drama, right? Because wow, those two together on TV, you know, yeah. like you know, I'm I feel like I just wanted to watch the show, and then when I watched the first episode, I was like, wow, this is amazing! You know, it's great acting and great writing and the setup and everything, and um, well, that's really cool. Yeah. And you know what was uh, really beneficial for me, or or not so beneficial, is that I actually watched this drama in Korea while it was airing last year. Oh right! So you had to wait every week. Right, but um, you couldn't you know, binge so watch it. I I spent almost almost the whole year last year in Korea. I lived there for almost the whole year, thanks to remote work, and. I so I you know I saw a preview and I saw the two actors and I was like wow I have to watch that like I don't I don't care what it is about I'm gonna watch it and it was really great and then like mm -hmm. after the first two episodes I had to I had to wait a whole another week <laughs> and I'm like you know I mean yeah I was pretty busy and you know the thing is like because I was working remotely you know my sleep schedule and my whole schedule was really kind of weird because it's like sixteen hours ahead. Yeah. So I would be up from like 11 oh, to 5 in the morning and then I'd go to sleep a little bit. And then I have to be up during the day for my dog. And then, you know, it was a really weird schedule. That's but tough. Like, even then, like, I kept thinking about this drama, like, in between. And then, like, there were days that, you know, I had to be somewhere else. But then I was like, I had to rearrange my schedule because I, I wanted to be home to watch this drama on TV. <laughs> So do you feel like, uh, did you like that feeling? Like having that thing of something to look forward to and no, thinking about no, it? No, I never want to do that again. You didn't like it, huh? That's interesting. No, no. Uh, we lived that way for so long. <laughs> Since the beginning of TV until, you know, only recently that it's all changed. I know, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely grew, grew up in that generation of... Uh, oh thursday night i gotta watch my show or you know hey a new, have you seen the new episode of whatever on last night i mean we knew what days the shows would come on you know that we wanted to watch you know maybe it's because i was never a tv person maybe Growing up, i never really yeah. you know i didn't watch tv that much 
I was a radio person. Gotcha. I had the radio on. Like even now,、uh, maybe that's why I was intrigued to start my own podcast. You know, I was a radio <laughs> girl.、Um, yeah. I always listen to something. You know, something、um, on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, tells you how yeah. old I am, but. <laughs> well, I'm excited to watch this. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. And you know, also another great thing about this drama that I like is that there's no romance at all. Ah.、Oh. So because you know, this HR director and Mr. Choi, they're both in their sort of middle age, so and they're kind of tangled up in this, you know, company, you know, issue, and they are both forced to work together in the HR department. So. You would think something happens with them, but no, nothing happens, except small minor friction. But nothing really develops at all.、Hmm. And the fact that you know the shady Mister Han has some fling with the girl in、uh, design department, that's really nothing serious. And there's no like romantic scene in the show. Yeah. And really, the only reason that the shady Mister Han is dating the girl is because she, her family member, has some connections. So it was like a strategic approach to date this girl, right? Just, just so he can get something out of it. Yeah. So I, I actually really like that there's no romance in this drama because I feel like that's my big draw. Like I'm not a big. Maybe that's because like I'm not a. Big rom com girl, you know. Right. Um. So I don't like how a lot of Korean dramas, you know, whatever the drama is about, there's always something that happens with a man and woman, like or right. You know, that's always sort of my problem. But you know, I really like that drama. Just focus on the work culture and the fight to stay on, or you know, the young people to kind of show what they are, how they are different than. Oldies, you know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think sometimes it's not necessary, for sure. It's it's a nice change to not have to worry about that or think about that. Yeah, and you know, while there's no romance, you know, half the drama is really funny, and I think it's funny because, you know, it's almost like a dry humor. Oh, so more like kind of sarcastic tone. And that's how Mr. Choi is. He's funny,、okay. but not because he's making a joke. Like the things he says is like so true, and it's funny.、Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that goes along with being direct. I think too. Yeah, exactly. So you watch it on like a lot of episodes, and and also it goes with the the Mister Han character because he's so pathetic and like you know he's so insecure and pathetic. Like things he say and、um, choices he make. Is just, I mean, you just have to laugh. You know, you ever had a person <laughs> like that? Like, you just have to laugh. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. So, so you feel like this is part drama, part comedy. I would say like a black comedy. Yeah, part drama,、okay. part black comedy. And no love story. No, not at all. Anyway, um, you don't have to have experience in. An office setting. I think, you know, we as adults, or you know, could be underage. If you have any work experience, I think you can find this drama very relatable because 
I feel like it has all the characters we encounter in our lives, you know, somebody who's, you know, who, who's really kind of, you know, colleagues and become your good friend. And, you know, one of those characters in every work, work culture, I assume, like, you know, just so, you know, you can't help but like hate that person, you know, <laughs> and somebody who's <laughs> just kind of does minimum and, and somebody who just works so hard, um, but, you know, doesn't deserve, doesn't get recognized. I mean, it, I, I feel like it really shows a lot of characters in our work culture. You know, whether you have a little part-time job or whether you work in a company or whether you work in IT, especially if you work in IT, I, I think you have to watch this. There are a couple of scenes that go into like a little detail of like what they're doing, but you know, you don't have to know a thing about it. I'm not an IT person, um, to be honest. So, but I, I found this drama like so well-made and so relatable and um, it's more about, you know, work culture, not just in Korea, but you know, how we survive and how we get along or don't get along and how we deal with issues, not just work issues or really our issues. Because because we spend so many hours at work, it's our life. It becomes our life. So yeah. we deal with the issues. Yeah. So it sounds like you have you know, as you mentioned, it's character driven. So the story is, is coming out of these three characters. You know, you have the woman who's career driven and HR, and then you have, you know, the sort of antagonistic guy who is shady and cunning and, you know, is going to set up a lot of scenarios where we're going to, you know, question him and, not like him and and then you have this guy who is kind of uh you know the main person that we're relating to and uh, he's trying to figure out what what's ahead and uh yeah i mean i, I was picturing the story and, and how things would unfold and what possible situations were going to be happening so just by how you were describing each character how many episodes is it? Oh, it's six in episodes and sixteen, the normal. Yes, and it's not on Netflix. It's on Cocoa, K O C O W A. So it's available on Cocoa, maybe on Biggie as well. Cocoa. Yeah. How old is it? So it's just last year. Just last year. So I okay. watched it live on TV when I was living in Korea. Wow. Did you see all 16 episodes? Yes, religiously. <laughs> I religiously watched all 16 episodes. Anyway, um, thanks for joining early this morning. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you have a great weekend. It's almost weekend. It's almost, yeah. One more day for me. And yeah. One more day and you can start watch On the Verge of Insanity. Yeah, I'm definitely going to tap into that. Hold your insanity for one more day. <laughs> well, also, um, thank you for listening. I'm just very grateful that, you know, me just 
writing down some ideas and chatting with my friends. And I'm just very grateful that y'all are listening and downloading the episodes. Thank you. And again, if you have something to say or just want to say hi, um, just email me at what should I watch T at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. See you next time. Mm-hmm.